And now it's time for On The Money with your host, Dan White. Dan has been in the financial services industry for over 25 years, and he's been a featured expert in Forbes, Yahoo, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Dow Jones Market Watch, and has appeared nationally on Fox Business News. Dan is a member of some of the most prestigious financial organizations, including the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. In addition, he's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant. Credentials you can trust. Broadcasting from the heart of Wilmington, Delaware, here's your host of On The Money, Dan White. Good morning and welcome to the On The Money Show. I'm Dan White. I am the host of your show. I'm also president of Dan White & Associates. Our firm is a retirement planning services firm that works primarily with people that are retired or about to retire. And this morning, we're going to dig a little deeper into a piece of legislation that Congress passed in December called the SECURE Act, the setting, let me get the acronym here for you, the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. That's a mouthful. Otherwise known as the SECURE Act, Division O of H.R. 1865, which after months of speculation was finally attached to the year-end appropriations bill that Congress had to pass and ultimately did on Thursday, December 19th, in order to keep our government up and running. And then it was promptly signed into law by President Trump on December 20th. So this really changes the playing field for retirement savings. And this morning, we're going to try to make a little bit more sense of the new savings plan rules. But before we get into our program, I do want to ask a question. You know, a lot of people, you know, when they talk about retirement, they want to know what their biggest expense is going to be. And a lot of people think it's going to be medical expenses and housing. And they are going to be large expenses. But I'm here to tell you that probably the biggest expense you're going to face in retirement is still your tax bill, your tax liability. Because when you retire, if you start pulling money out of your qualified plans, they're going to be taxed. Everything's going to be taxed on ordinary income. You're going to start drawing on Social Security, and guess what? You're probably going to be taxed on 85% of your Social Security. You're going to do Medicare, right? You're going to have to pay a Medicare premium. And if your income is too high, you're going to get hit with the IRMA tax, you know, a higher Medicare premium on Part B and Part D. So everything you're looking at is going to be taxed. If you sell something, you're going to be taxed. So if you would like to know what strategies, and I always implore people that from the day they retire to the day they reach the required minimum distribution age, which for most people now, if you were not 70 and a half before the end of the year, and we're going to talk about that, it's now age 72. So if you retire at 65, from 65 to 72, you've got more tax planning that could be done than at any other time in your life. So if you'd like to have a tax analysis done for you about looking forward and trying to minimize taxes throughout the rest of your retirement career, uh, to get your free tax analysis, pick up the phone and give us a call, 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820. Uh, I would encourage you, don't pay the government more than you have to. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942-610-358-8942. We've got a couple upcoming events uh, this coming Wednesday, March the 11th. 
At 5.30 p.m., my colleagues will be at the Schaefer's Canal House in Chesapeake City, Maryland on Wednesday, March 11th, 5.30 p.m. I, myself, will be at, uh, at the Gables in Chad's Ford on Thursday, March the 12th at 6 p.m. Uh, we will both be putting on our Today's Retirement Concerns and Solutions program. So if you've got questions about your retirement, if you're not sure if you can retire, you're not even sure if you have enough money to retire, you want to see what problems people are facing and how we're dealing with those issues, by all means, pick up the phone and come out to one of our upcoming events. So ever since Congress passed the spending bill in December that included significant changes to the retirement system, uh, we've been fielding a lot of questions about the impact on our clients' retirement accounts. And, you know, we've been talking about this and we've explained how a range of provisions will work, including those designed to enhance older workers' individual retirement account balances and allows parents to take penalty-free withdrawals from retirement accounts for birth or adoption of a child. But now, with the law in effect, we're going to dig a little deeper into the new rules governing inheriting and taking required distributions from tax-advantaged accounts with some tips for updating your financial plan as well. So the first question we get is, who can take advantage of delaying required minimum distributions, or the dreaded RMDs, from tax-deferred retirement accounts? And the answer is, if you were born after June 30th of 1949, so that's the key date. If you, if you were born after June 30th, 1949, you can now wait until you are 72 years old to start required distributions from your traditional IRA and your 401k, okay? So if you were not 70 and a half before January 1 of this year, and we've, again, it's very confusing for people because they were 70 in October, and they're like, oh, I got to take an RMD this year. No, you don't. If you were not 70 and a half before the end of the year, you can wait until now 18 months longer at 72. Now, of course, you can always take money out before turning 72. Anytime after you're 59 and a half, you can take money out without a penalty. But soon after your 72nd birthday, the law now requires you to withdraw a set minimum amount annually to take out, or you face a 50% excise tax on the amount you should have taken. And again, to determine your required minimum distribution, divide your traditional IRA and 401k balances as of the previous December 31st, by your life expectancy in the IRS uniform lifetime table. Delaying RMDs is advantageous because more money can accumulate in those accounts tax deferred. Now, those people born before July 1st of 1949 have to, start, have to stick with the old rules, and they have to start RMDs when they turn 70 and a half. The transition, this is kind of bizarre, the transition means that if one spouse was born on June 30th of 1949 and the other was born a day later on July 1st, 1949, the RMDs could start two years apart, which is, which is kind of crazy. You know, one day apart and when you were born, two years apart when you got to start taking money out. So what are the deadlines under the new rules for the first and the second RMDs? Well, they're similar to the old rules. As with the old rules, account owners must take their first RMD 
by April 1st of the year following the year in which they turn the age to start required distributions, or 72 for those born after June 30th of 1949. So someone who turns 72 in 2022 must take his or her first RMD by April 1st of 2023. Now, the second RMD is, is due by December 31st of that same year, or 2023 in this example. The deadline for all subsequent RMDs is December the 31st. So that's the reason we generally tell people take out the first RMD the year it is required. Do not push it to the following year because then you got to take out two. And again, most people today no longer have pensions so the required minimum distribution sometimes can be pretty large. I mean, just use a base factor of 4%. Well, if you have $500,000 in an IRA, you got to pull out 20 grand. If you had a million dollars, you got to pull out 40 grand. Well, again, if you waited until April to take the first one, you got to take the second one by December 31st. So if you got to pull out 40 grand for the first one, you're going to have to pull out probably even more than 40 grand for the second one. This could kick you up into a higher tax bracket. It's going to make 85% of your Social Security taxable. And in a couple of years, it might affect the IRMA limits on your Medicare Part B and Part D. So take it out the year you turn 72. What are the new rules for people who inherit IRAs or 401ks? Well, under the old rules, people who inherited Roth and traditional accounts were often permitted to stretch required withdrawals and make associated tax payments over their lifetimes to maximize growth in these accounts. Those who inherited 401ks and IRAs before 2020 can still use this technique, which is known as the stretch IRA. The new law generally requires those who inherit after December 31st of 2019 to take the money out and pay the taxes within 10 years. Some beneficiaries, including surviving spouses and disabled heirs, can continue to use the old stretch IRA rules. And this is very important. It depends on when the IRA owner died. Okay, so it depends on when they died. If they died last year, if they died before 1231-19, you can still use the old rules. But if the person died... January 1st of 2020 or later, you're under the new rules. You're under the 10-year payout rules. So again, it depends on when the original IRA owner died. And there's one exception. Now, there's a, well, actually, there's several exceptions. But our 401k, 403b, and 457 retirement accounts treated the same under the new law? And the answer is yes. But 403B and 457 plans for government workers and the TSP for federal employees have two extra years in which to comply with the new law stretch IRA elimination. That means that if you inherit one of those accounts from someone who dies before January 1st of 2022, you can still take required distributions and make the associated tax payments over your lifetime. So that's a little bit 
of a reprieve for those people. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942. 610-358-8942. Today we're digging into the SECURE Act in a little more detail. Um, we're going to talk about some additional changes and how it might affect your estate plan after the break. You're listening to On The Money. You have watched your 401k and other retirement accounts lose value. For some of us, a lot of value. Dan White's mission is to make sure this will not happen with your retirement money. I started working with Dan White five years ago, and my retirement money has actually grown. No losses. I can't even imagine losing thousands of dollars in my retirement accounts. That really worries me, so I called Dan White. I'm completely happy with what Dan has done for my particular case. I know people who ended up losing money this year. I tell them, call Dan White. This is serious. Hi, it's Rick Jensen. Just like hundreds of Delawareans, I too am a client of Dan White. He's professional. He specializes in retirement income planning, and it doesn't cost you anything to make the call and sit down with Dan White. Call him, 888-690-8820. 888-690-8820. For Dan White and Associates. DanWhiteAndAssociates.com. You know, if you weren't paying attention at the end of last year, uh, Congress passed their spending bill for the upcoming year. And at the 11th hour, on the very tail end of that spending bill, they tucked in there a piece of legislation known as the SECURE Act. The Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Act, the SECURE Act. And it really changes the landscape for a lot of people for saving for retirement. And really what we're going to talk about in the second part of our show is the distribution options that people have for these qualified plans. Uh, but before we get into some of, the, some of the things that you're going to have to look at, you know, one thing I always like to talk to people about is you have to have a plan. You know, it's very easy to put money into retirement plans. You know, you've been doing it all your life you, yeah, from every job you ever had. You set up the 401k. Hopefully, if you were fortunate enough, your company matched, you know, some portion of your contributions. You know, you put in 6%, they put in 3%. Now, throughout your career, you've kind of upped that. You started putting in 8%, 10%. You know, your kids got out of high school and college. Now you're maxing it out. You're putting in the full 26000 Very easy to put money into the plans. The difficult part is how and when do you take them out. So if you don't have any idea or any clue as to how and when you're going to draw down your retirement assets, you need to have a retirement distribution plan put together for you. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. 888-690-8820. Again, triple eights. 690-8820. You don't want to make the wrong moves at this stage of your life and really subject yourself to unneeded taxation. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. We have two upcoming events this week. Wednesday, March the 11th at 5.30 p.m. We'll be at Schaefer's Canal House 
in Chesapeake City, Maryland. And then the following evening, Thursday, March 12th, if you're up in the Chad's Ford area at 6 p.m., we'll be at the Gables on Route 1 doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. So if you've got questions about some of the things we're talking about today, this new SECURE Act and how it impacts you, you probably want to come out to one of our upcoming events. So before the break, we talked about the thing we're focusing on today is really distribution planning from these qualified plans. And we said that under the old law, you know, under under the old law, the most significant change by the SECURE Act, and one that will really takes up the bulk of our show today, is the elimination of the stretch provisions for most non-spouse beneficiaries of defined contribution plans and IRA accounts. So under current law, for those who had already passed or passed by the end of 2019, designated beneficiaries which are generally living human beings in certain trust, were eligible to stretch distributions over their life expectancy, or in the case of a qualifying trust, the oldest applicable trust beneficiary's life expectancy. I mean, this is a great, was, <laughs> was a great wealth transfer tool. So again, the example that I've always used in my programs is if you left a one-year-old $100,000, in an IRA. Now, now under the old law, the one-year-old had to take a required minimum distribution when they were two because you had to start taking withdrawals the year after the account owner died. But again, it's based on the one-year-old's life expectancy, which is very, very long, 90 years. Um, the one-year-old had to take an RMD and then, and then he reinvested and, and so forth. It always boggles my mind when I tell people this, that the one-year-old, if they just took out the required minimum distribution, assuming an 8% rate of return, uh, would, keep, would withdraw over $8.1 million over his lifetime. So a $100,000 gift becomes $8.1 million for that individual. A great, great wealth transfer tool. But the SECURE Act kind of did away with that. Now, if you are a non-spouse beneficiary, uh, most designated beneficiaries who inherit in 2020, uh, when the retirement account owner themselves die in 2020 and beyond, the standard under the SECURE Act will be now be the 10-year rule. And under the 10-year rule, the entire inherited retirement account must be emptied by the end of the 10th year following the year of inheritance. So similar to the existing five-year rule for non-designated beneficiaries, though, within the 10-year period, there are no distribution requirements. So you don't have to take anything out for the entire 10 years. Uh, designated beneficiaries have some flexibility when it comes to timing distributions as long as the entire account balance has been taken by the end of the 10th year after death. Now, there are five groups of designated beneficiaries to which the 10-year rule will not apply, uh, and these are called eligible designated beneficiaries. And these are spouses, disabled beneficiaries, chronically ill beneficiaries, individuals who are not more than 10 years younger than the decedent, such as siblings, uh, and certain minor children, but only until they reach the age of majority. So even if you leave it to the kids and they're minors, let's say they're 16, okay, they're under the old rules until, what, 18, and then they're under the 10-year rule. So for these eligible designated beneficiaries, it's business as usual. The same rules that applied for them before the SECURE Act will continue to apply afterwards. They can take distributions over the beneficiary's life expectancy, so as a result, the stretch isn't truly dead, but it will only live on via a small percentage of post-2019 beneficiaries. 
And in the case of the special rule for minor children, the, the eligible designated beneficiary category is only a limited reprieve as such minor children will be able to take the age-based required minimum distributions until they reach the age of majority and then the 10-year rule still kicks in. And it's important to emphasize the special rule for minor children only applies to the child of the IRA owner who has not yet reached majority. As such, minor children would appear to be ineligible for similar treatment if the retirement account was inherited from a non-parent, such as a grandparent. So grandchildren don't apply. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is what if I left my IRA to a trust? I mean, a lot of people have named trust as the IRA beneficiary because maybe their kids uh, were not good with money. You know, maybe they were spendthrifts. Maybe they had some type of an addiction, a gambling addiction, some type of drug or alcohol addiction. So they said, hey, I'll protect my child by naming a trust as a beneficiary so that it can dole it out. And uh, many of these trusts require annual, restrict annual payouts to the required minimum distribution. But with the stretch gone, some of these will be forced to distribute the money to the beneficiaries within 10 years. So owners can change the terms to allow the trust to retain control of the money for longer, but that leaves the trust on the hook to pay the income tax due when the IRA is liquidated, and trusts are taxed at the highest 37% rate once their annual income exceeds $12,950. In contrast, individuals okay, don't reach the 37% bracket until their income exceeds $518,400. So for people who want to trust, a solution may be to convert a traditional IRA to a tax-free Roth account. Now, the account owner would pay income tax on the IRA assets when they convert, but once the money is in the Roth, the trust can take tax-free IRA withdrawals and retain control over the money. But trusts are going to be an issue for a lot of people. Um, so in general, trusts created to serve as the beneficiary of a retirement account are drafted in such a manner as to comply with the see-through trust rules, which allow the trust to stretch distributions over the oldest applicable trust beneficiary. And broadly speaking, there's two types of such trust. One is called a conduit trust, and one is called a discretionary trust. And both types could be unfavorably impacted by the new legislation. For instance, many conduit trusts are drafted in a manner that only allows for the required minimum distribution to be dispersed from an, from an inherited IRA to the trust each year with a corresponding requirement for that amount to be passed directly out to the trust beneficiaries. Well, in light of the changes made by the SECURE Act, for those beneficiaries subject to the 10-year rule, there's only one year when there's an RMD. That's the 10th year. So as a result of this change, conduit trusts drafted with language similar to that that I referenced might not allow the trustee to take any distributions of the inherited account until the 10th year after death, because prior to that 10th year, any IRA distributions would have been voluntary. And then in the 10th year, the entire balance would have to come out in one year to the trust and be passed entirely along to the trust beneficiaries as a mandated RMD that under the conduit provisions must be passed through. The end result could be what would amount to a very high tax bill as the entire value of their retirement account is lumped into a single tax year as a distribution 
to the beneficiaries. Discretionary trusts are not going to fare much better, if at all. Such trusts often require that all or a substantial portion of retirement account distributions remain in the trust and not distributed to the beneficiary. In such circumstances, amounts retained by the trust are subject to the trust tax rates, which are highly compressed as compared to individual tax rates. So in 2019, trust were taxed at 37% at just $12,750 of taxable income. And given that such trusts have at best 10 years to spread out distributions from the inherited retirement accounts, uh, significant amounts of wealth could evaporate in the form of high trust taxes. So if you have left, if you have named an inherited IRA, if you have named the beneficiary of your inherited IRA trust, you really want to contact an estate planning attorney and get those plans revisited. Let me give you our phone numbers toll-free. You can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. This morning we're talking about further and deeper implications of the new legislation known as the SECURE Act. If you've got questions about your retirement plans, We've got the answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of their respective parties and not those of this show's producers or this station. Join us again for more On the Money 